Well, hello, everybody. It's Pastor Leon, and I'm here with Meredith, and this is Pastor Cast number 40. So exciting. Pretty soon it's going to be as old as we are. I know. <laughs> Our Pastor Cast is growing up. <laughs> Getting big, wrinkles. The big 4 today. Exciting. Yeah, so um, we're back, and uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Literally. Literally. I've been gone like for how many, like 11 days. This was a long stretch. It was a long stretch. So for those of you who don't know, um, we uh, we have an interesting sort of life. The way that we live our life is kind of interesting and challenging, but also awesome. It is awesome, actually. So uh, Meredith is a lawyer that practices in Florida, and she travels back and forth. Um, and I know we've talked about this, but um, so most of the time it's pretty good because you're back within a week. It doesn't feel, you know, like by the time, you know, the, it's like by the time you get to midweek, you're yeah, like, usually oh. I leave on Monday morning and I'm back by Friday afternoon. Yeah. That's so it's usual. like every other week. Right. So I can get to Wednesday and I'm like, oh man, I'm at Wednesday. And dear listeners, it's so wonderful that when I'm gone, I am missed. Everybody's so happy to see me when I get home. That is true. It's wonderful. Although I will say, it is kind of nice being able to watch what I want on TV. Leon. Oh, like you don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, let's get into it. They don't need okay. to hear more about us. So um, what we decided that we wanted to talk about today was just a follow-up on the sermon that uh, I just preached. So I'm at, we're actually uh, recording this on a Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, after my failed attempt at a nap. Um, so we, and after seeing like one of the worst movies in recorded history, (laughs) yeah, we went on a date and, uh, (laughs) we failed, but it was good. Well, yeah, we went and saw the The Meg, the Meg. (laughs) Don't see it. Yeah. I'm just, uh, (laughs) if you were considering it, don't. Yeah. Wait till it comes out on Netflix. It's Netflix worthy, but yeah. Okay. I think it's. I think so. it's kind of fun. All right, but anyway, uh, so we decided that we wanted to talk about something that kind of came up in the sermon, and I I gave a nod to it, but I didn't really I didn't really flesh it out just because I didn't have forty five minutes to kind of talk about it. So. I hate that you don't have forty five minutes. I I'll know. Be honest with you. Imagine if we were Pentecostal, <laughs> you could speak for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> People would still be there. <laughs> would still be there right now. What do you think would happen if you like? Would people get up and leave right now if you didn't? Probably, yes. <laughs> They'd be like, oh. And then you'd have some marching papers when you yeah, arrived back Yeah, the next on day I would, have, I would have some notes. You would have people some would be notes like, I would like to some, share some notes with some you. Some elders that were not happy. <laughs> All right, so anyway. That's okay. I think there's an actual, there's a discipline to trying to, you know, keep it a little bit shorter. In fact, but unfortunately, that, that, that means you don't get to think, talk about that's everything. True. Well, then you can follow it up with a podcast, right? So right. it's that old chestnut of like, I would have written a shorter <laughs> letter if I'd have had more time, you know? So, right. Um, Okay, so what we wanted to talk about was uh, there was a story in the, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, and uh, it's repeated in other Gospels as well, as well but um, it's the story of Jesus walking on water. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the more dramatic uh, of the stories in the Gospels. And, and so it's not just Jesus walking on water in this story. Uh, Peter actually uh, gets out of the boat and walks on water as well. Mm-hmm. And so kind of uh, thinking through that passage a little bit, you know, I mean, you've got all of the things that would go into a really great story. You've got the disciples 
on the boat and there's a storm and they're helpless. And then Jesus comes walking across the lake. Um, and you know, so there's, there's a ton of sermons in that whole passage. I mean, it's just really amazing. You know, the, the idea that Jesus sent them into the storm is something that I didn't even really talk about today either. You know, he kind of sent them into this moment. Yeah, which um, is a, a whole nother like sermon in right, itself, right. right? And then once they're in it, then he comes uh, to, to meet them where they are in the midst of that storm. And so uh, Peter, in his sort of impulsive way, and he's always, um, you know, his, in all of the stories, that's what Peter, that's where Peter's at. I mean, he's, he's the one that's saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things, but he's always trying. He's always pushing. He's the one that's always kind of, you know, moving to the forefront and declaring things before everybody else is thinking it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this moment, Peter gets out of the boat. He he says to Jesus, if it is really you, um, then tell me to come and, and I'll come where you are. And Jesus is like, okay, uh, come on, come on to the water. Uh, the water is fine. At least the top of the water is fine. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Peter gets out of the boat and he begins to walk. And uh, then he begins to sink. You know, when he starts to look around at the waves and the wind and so forth, then he begins to, to be afraid and begins to sink. So when I was growing up, and I'm sure you had the same experience, I think that story was always preached as kind of a cautionary tale about how you should always have faith. Um, that if you just had enough faith, then you'd right. be able to do things. You know, you, you, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Summon up enough faith. And I really, the problem that I have with that um, interpretation, I didn't really go into it today, but the problem that I've always had with that ter- interpretation, it seemed like it was really focused on you. Like, you need to come up with the faith. You need to figure this out. You need to be a better person. You need to not, you know, listen to rock music. <laughs> you need to not This d- is a theme in a lot smoke. of your problems, Leon, isn't it? <laughs> I know, man. I've got some serious fundamentalist Christian you baggage. Do. We're trying to work through them still okay. at 50. So, but the, 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 th- the fact of the matter is that... Um, it's not, you know, I wasn't the only one apparently that had that preached that way because I, as people were leaving today and then I even got, you know, comments later through social media and stuff, people were like, that's this, the way that it was taught. This was a new way to think about it, which honestly, the way that I approached it was, you know, it was great that he got out of the boat. He was the only one that got out of the boat. 92% of the disciples stayed in the boat. He got out of the boat and it's better to get out of the boat, even if you sink. Uh, then and to try to walk on water. I mean, and, and that's the thing that gets lost in the story is the guy actually walked on water. Peter walked on water. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, what you were pointing out, and this is was really interesting to me, was the whole notion of even when you're sinking, you know, you 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 don't have to worry. In that case, you know, it was, the, and I loved the word that was really key for me. That I, I again, I didn't flesh it out all that much. But the word that was key was, um, it, it says like this. Uh, when Peter got down out of the boat, walked in the water, and came toward Jesus, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Hmm. And then the next word is immediately. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then they, and then when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. So the inference there is that they walked back to the well, boat. Well, that together. has to be. I mean, I guess they could have levitated back to the boat, but either way, or they he could mirac- have dragged him through the water like a like he was skiing. Miraculously, they got back to the boat. So they got back that's to the, the boat, point. right? With holding Jesus's hand, is, okay, is, is the vision for me. So now that I've set it up, 
what is that, what is that kind of, what was going on with you when you were thinking about that and kind of what would you, what would you have wanted to know more about? So for me, I'm having an out of the boat moment in my life. I'm in a season right now where I am trusting Jesus and I am getting out of the boat and it's really, really hard. And I took great comfort in listening to you repeat the words of Jesus when you said, you know, he used the phrase, when he identified himself to Peter, he said, I am, basically. Right. That was the translation, I am. And then as soon as, as soon as Peter cried out, Jesus reached down to him and you showed a beautiful um, picture of what it looked like from being underwater. So it was from Peter's perspective that you could see Jesus um, with his beautiful, loving face reaching down into the water and grabbing Peter. And then they miraculously walked back to the boat. So um, what that says to me and how that spoke to me and I want us to talk a little bit more about is at the end of the day, um, Jesus is going to be there. You know, what you talked about today in the sermon was as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and saw the waves, that's when he began to sink. But as soon as he put his eyes back on Jesus, there was Jesus with his hand out, lovingly pulling him right back to the top. And that's such a comfort to me as I take this scary step on the water to know that Jesus is there, uh, even in moments when I might falter. And I know there's going to be some challenges. I'm sure there's going to be nights of darkness and there's going to be nights of fear. And I know there's going to be things going on. And I'm knowing that when I just focus my eyes back on Jesus, um, I'm going to be on the water again. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I'm trying not to get teared up. That's so. okay. I mean, that's okay. That was, I mean, it is, it is exceedingly difficult to leave a place where, you know, even though it may not be completely comfortable, because you can imagine the guys were in the boat, there's a storm. I mean, it's awful. You know, they're trying to, and if they're f- afraid, um, you know, these guys that are seasoned sailors. Now, not all of them were. But some uh, of them were, and they fishermen. were all afraid, the scripture says. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like what I, my old, I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, I hate to fly. And I said, well, all you got to do is watch the flight attendant. I said, <laughs> if the flight attendant is still serving drinks, you're even safe. though it's bumpy, you're okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when when they start strapping in and, and covering their head, then you're really in trouble. But, I mean... But, you know, that is a small comfort, right? You look up and you're noticing the flight attendant is completely calm and is still serving drinks, still doing their thing. You're like, okay, that was some bad turbulence, but I'm all right, you know? Like, we're not going down right now. But I think that that you think about that and the, the disciples in the boat, they were all freaking out, even the guys that were, that was their living. Mm-hmm. So it was uncomfortable in the boat. And even so, even so, most of them didn't get out. Only one Only got out. Only one got out. Only one decided to get out and do what Jesus was doing. And, and I think about that a lot, too, that there are so many of us uh, that we miss out on those opportunities when we have uh, an invitation, you know, to, to come out, you know, and, and to step out of, you know, even if something is uncomfortable, it's still, you know, what we knew. Right, 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 um, and, and that can happen to all of us, right? We're stuck in a situation where we know it's not the right situation, and it's not uncomfort. It's not comfortable. In fact, sometimes it can be very uncomfortable. But you stay there just because it's what you know, right? And because the unknown is scary, or it's like 
you know, the, what you, you're, you're known, the things that you know, although they may be miserable, they're known. Right. And that's kind of, you know, the analogy I have for the disciples who stayed in the boat. It was really, really scary to be in the boat, but it was even scarier for them to step into something they didn't know. Yeah, and so and they did. Peter had the and Peter had the courage to do so it. So they, yeah, exactly. So Peter is the one that stepped out. Peter is the one that that took that chance, and you know, and and I've always he's you know when I was growing up, I mean that was the story. The story was he didn't have any faith. You know, mm-hmm. he failed because mm-hmm. he didn't have any faith, and and I I just you know I, I mean over the years I've come to reframe that story so much because that is my story. That's your story. That's a lot of us. I mean, you know, we we've had those stormy moments where we started realizing in the midst of it that Jesus was calling us to come out and meet him in the waves to really and truly trust him that he, you know, was with us. Um, and do the scary thing and he's there, do the scary thing. And and I never really got the other part. You know, I always, the preaching I always heard was always like, if he hadn't been afraid, it would have been okay. But the part to me that's so precious is this idea, you know, I like to believe there's revival in everything. So even in Peter's sinking, Jesus is there as that picture you showed today in church of reaching down into the water and pulling him back up. And that's such a comfort to me as I'm about to step out on the water. And I think there might be a lot of people that, um, you know, they're afraid. Uh, they and, and, you know, get out of the boat, get out of the boat. It's better than not getting out of the boat. And even when you start to sink, because any new venture, any new opportunity, any new ministry, any new calling is going to have moments where you're losing your faith. You're going to have moments where you say, what the heck was I thinking when I got off that, got out of that boat? And right. then to look into the face of Jesus and know that he's pulling you right back up on the water. I, I just, I, I want to encourage everybody about that because there's, I know a lot of people, me in my life and a lot of people in their other life and a lot of other people in their lives are doing some scary stuff right now. And I know they're having some out of the boat moments and anybody who's afraid to be out of the boat, get out, get out of the boat. Jesus will be there. He's, he's calling you. And in that moment you start to sink, he's going to pull you right back up again. Yeah. I mean, I know that it, and, you know, there's a lot of people I know, and, and you know, this is one of those things oh, where... Oh, wait. What? It's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I hear someone at the door. <laughs> Who could it be? Hold on. Pause one moment. To come on the Pastor Cast just because they were going somewhere and they had to meet somebody for dinner, but uh, Dan and Sam Brinks showed up. And Dan up. has agreed to be your first... Maybe second guest on the upcoming Pastor Cast. Yep, we're going to get him on, uh, Dr. Dan Brinks. He's an expert in Central American politics and geopolitical stuff. Especially that I know constitutional, about. constitutional government. He's like he's like a thing for those people that understand all of that. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. I am reading his latest book. I do highly recommend it if you can slog your way through. It's brilliant. Yeah, really he's brilliant. a brilliant guy. So yeah, yeah super fun. So yeah, they just stopped by for a minute. So we're back. All right. That. So where'd we leave off? I have no idea. We were oh, ta- I was talking about, you know, just what a comfort it is for those yeah. people that are going to go ahead and take your admonition, step out of the boat because it's better than being left behind and realize that there's no, really not risk. It may feel like there's risk, but knowing that Jesus is there no matter what, what makes you realize is at the end, there really isn't a real risk. Yeah. I mean... You know, and that's that's the thing I think that most of us um, 
really are, you know, we fear the, we fear uncertainty. We fear, you know, the darkness in our lives. We fear those, those kinds of things. And just the unknown. Sometimes you just fear the unknown. There's a great book that I've been rereading. Um, and it's, uh, by Barbara Brown Taylor and it's, uh, it's called, uh, like finding your way in the dark. Mm. And so she's kind of reframing the idea of darkness and it's in darkness. She is where, what she's, you know, asserting it's in the darkness is where we find God. You know, I mean, it's, you can find, you can see God in, in all kinds of other ways, but, but it's really and truly in the darkness where we discover, um, you know, our, our connection to God because in the darkness kind of peels away all the other stuff. I, I that was in one of your recent um, daily devotionals, the idea that, um, in the darkness really is when you're seeing the best and to live a whole life, we have to delve into and understand the darkness and the light as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that kind of ties in, you know, with what we've been talking about, it ties in with this whole idea of the storm and so forth, you know, because all of that represents, I mean, if you, if you took that, that, you know, little vignette in the gospels and you sort of isolated it as a story, you know, just like taking it as a story and I'm not trying to diminish it in any way, but I mean, it's it's unbelievably beautiful the way that it's constructed in that way that, you know, all the symbolism that's there. I mean, it's amazing. You know, I mean, I know for a fact that whoever was writing all this down was <laughs> was was realizing that it's like after the fact, you know, when something happens to you and you go through an experience or you have like, a, you know, a revelation because you're out, you know, doing something and you see something amazing or you experience something amazing it's hard in the moment really to just go, wow, um, I'm going to just think theologically about that, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ponder the, <laughs> yeah, the you're existential just, meaning of that you're just moment. just trying to make it. <clears throat> right. You're just going, that was amazing. Something happened there. I have no idea what happened. Um, you know, and <clears throat> we've all had those kind of moments. I think that, you know, after the fact, then we come back and we start realizing, whoa, um, what was that? You know, there was something there. And I think that that's what the writers of the gospels were doing is they're, they're realizing afterwards all of the import of everything that happened and like, Oh my gosh, you know, that actually happened. You know, I was thinking, um, I've always, when I was a young woman, I heard that story told in churches where Jesus was admonishing Peter, you know, Oh, ye of little faith kind of thing. (laughs) Right. But you know, I think it's more like when Jackson, or Jacob, excuse me, is afraid there's a monster in the closet. Right. And I snuggle him, and I tell him there's no monster in the closet. I think it's more that kind of love. Like, why were you worried? I'm here. Right. And just pulls him right back on top of the water, and they walk back to the boat. I know he said, I know Jesus said those words in the same love when I tell Jacob there really isn't a monster in the closet. Yeah. I, 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 I picture those words with love. And that's what I loved about that picture today. I wish podcasts could have pictures. I can, uh, they actually can. I'm going to put it in the, there's a place to put notes. And so I'll put it in the, I'll, I'll make sure that it's in the notes. So if somebody wants to click yeah. on and look at it. Yeah, there'll I, be a link I to love it. the look on Jesus' face when he reaches down and pull, pulls Peter out of the water. And I know that he's going to have that look on his face. And when I stumble on the choppy waters ahead, but I'm just going to get out and keep walking. That's right. Because it's, you know, it, it is better, like I said, trying to walk on water and sinking is still better than being on the boat. Especially when Jesus is going to pull you out no matter what. Yeah. Amen.
Yeah. I don't know if we have any more to say. We don't. There isn't any more to say. <laughs> Except join us again next time. That's right. Join us again for the next uh, I think next the next Pastor Pastor cast. cast, we're going to have a guest um, speaker. We are. Yeah. I think we're going to be uh, talking, um, hopefully, we'll be talking about mission, and uh, we'll be having some conversations with our brand new uh, mission coordinator at the church. And uh, so we'll be introducing you to her and kind of talking through and maybe hearing a little bit about her story as well, kind of what she's going to be doing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, hopefully as we, we keep going, we're going to have more and more guests. We've got a, a whole church full of really interesting and awesome people, and we want to have those stories when I get those stories out there. And uh, so just to kind of think through about what's coming up, if uh, you guys are, uh, if you're listening to this and you're in the Austin area, um, you know, be sure, don't be a stranger. Make sure that you come and uh, check out uh, one of our two worship services. Uh, we're going to be having some great things coming up. Uh, and uh, we've got, uh, we're going to be kicking off the new year. Uh, and the new year for church always begins like in the fall. So that's kind of our, the beginning of our year. So we're going to be kicking off the new year in style. We're going to do a big celebration on uh, September 9th. And uh, that will be kind of unveiling all the awesome things that we have been doing in and around our church and uh, kind of doing some renovations and taking care of our house. That's exciting. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys.